0: Talk radio.
1: Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wiehan speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wiehan speaks bluntly about the need to correct America’s course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian.
2: Welcome to the infamous Rogue 23rd epic episode of The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. They star date March 7th, 2023. So I'd say you always should be happy warriors going forward in life. This is the fun show of the month. This is the um, show that uh, the first Tuesday of every month, we air live and take some calls from the audience. We'll get into the uh toxic dating environment, toxic masculinity, anything else you want to uh talk about. The My Week Show is in twenty seven countries, loved by the American military on the on all of our worldwide bases, and we um get new listeners every week. Many of you write the show, find me on social media, etc. Call the show. We will take calls after the monologue, 563-999-3437. Now, our more serious show will again be this Thursday in two more nights, where we'll talk about geopolitics, war and peace, you know, stuff like that. But tonight, it's onwards, yet again, to the Bachelor Empire. I can always tell you, may God save the Bachelor King. Now, we know marriage is out there. Marriage is for some men, but not for all. It's a one-size-fits-all mental paradigm. Some men are cut out for it. Some men are not. Some men are compliant with society, and they'll be married off, swept off their feet, perhaps, by their lady love. Other men are more rogue, more um, into the art of living, if you will. More into uh, travel, gadgets, women, more carnal knowledge perhaps. International travel, fast cars, fast women, fast times at Ridgemont High, and everything else in between. They love women so much they can't settle for just one. That was written up a long time ago, in many articles of Playboy magazine, called The Playboy Philosophy, you can still find it online, written by Hugh Hefner, very interesting, much like my book, The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, the rogue infamous book, the hit book, swept the country by storm, still find it. It's still being printed and bought and sold every day. Fine bookstores everywhere just ask for it. The Book of the Renaissance Man in America. Well, there's a lot of themes to talk about tonight. We're moving on through the chapters of the book and the chapters of my mind. Every show is a new show gaining new ground and territory with some familiar. Goalposts, if you will, on our road, our highway to greater living, to a better you, to a better me, to a better country. This show is all about self-improvement. Some of you guys are young until you meet the um, your soulmate, if she even is out there. You're going to be a bachelor for many, many years. You're going to be out and about. A man about town who's out of sight, who's driving your car or truck, rescue to parties and events, meeting up with chicks or bars or clubs. You're going to meet a lot of them. My best advice is to be very discerning. Be very careful in affairs of the heart. Just have fun. Enjoy your life. Come what may. Roll that dice, baby, Las Vegas style. See what happens. I have a sense of adventure. What's on the other side of that ridge or that hill? That's what I want to know. But you guys are in school, trade school, maybe you're out and about, you're in corporate America. You're walking the tightrope, you're climbing the corporate ladder. You're moving up or moving down. You're going up or sideways. It's all good. It's all a learning experience on your journey. Well, this show is also a journey of the mind and the soul. And the machismo spirit. That's still out there. Now in my studio, we've got a fully stocked bar. Got cigars. On the Cedars Palace coffee table, we've got some mitts, some candies. I like dark chocolate from Europa. I've got my goblet of wine here at the studio desk, console. Got some artwork on the walls, movie posters, some cool sculptures. Very fun show. Studio is decked out. I've developed it over time. I broadcast to you from the mountains of Arizona each week. Now, a lot of you are new. We have to properly induct you to the radio show fraternity, our online venue. I'm on Gabalotgab.com, for those of you who don't know. Check out my gab postings if you like politics or humor. Good stuff, all. We'll try to properly induct our new pledges into the radio fraternity. Sounds a little bit like this.
3: Uh, I, state your name.
0: I, state your name.
1: Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Do, Do
4: hereby,
0: hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. To the
1: frat. Uh, with liberty and fraternity for all. Amen. Amen. Sergeant-at-Arms, do your duty.
5: From now on, your Delta Tau Kai kind of name is Weasel. Uh, from now on, your name is Mothball. Kroger, your Delta Tau Kai kind of name is
2: Pinto. Why Pinto?
5: Why not? What's my
4: Delta Tau Kai name? Dorfman. you've given us a lot of thought. From now on, your name is Flounder.
0: Flounder.
2: We now consecrate the bond of obedience. Assume the position. Bunny Love that. You're all now properly inducted. My um, silk dragon robe is on. My goblet of wine here is at my desk. Let loose a little bit, guys. Because you're really uptight. You're, really, you're, you're keyed up out, out there. I see you, I talked to you. You got to um, loosen up, man. Got to um, be a little more egalitarian. Be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on, on yourself. Many of you young guys are I think it's all doom and gloom. Well, there you may be right. I give you that. But you've got to put your best foot forward, you know? I'm a big believer since my college days at Purdue University. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Don't ever forget that. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. You can be the smartest guy in the world. Sit at home, pontificate. Extrapolate. Think like Einstein, maybe, or a great scientist. But if you never put anything in practical motion on this earth plane, if you never put things in motion for yourself, you'll never get anywhere. The guy that thought up the internal combustion engine, he did not keep that secret to himself. He brought it into the world. Made cars with it. Created millions of jobs. Trillions in revenue over time. Thank God. We have the inventions that we do. I have to think of uh, the Bachelor, the cowboy days, Revolutionary War days, medieval Europe, and so on, Roman Empire. They had a pretty good, actually. But, um... Today, with all the modern conveniences, and with everything going on the way it is, if you stick to your guns, guys, you got to make the shade. Only marry if you want to marry. Only marry if it really means something to you. Don't marry because your family wants you to, or because she wants you to. If you don't want to marry her, don't marry her. Be a man. Make a decision and stick to it. Now, it may go against you. She may leave you. Things may happen. But that's what, is what being a man's all about. Taking those hits. Getting back up. Standing back up for yourself and saying, yeah, I take a few hits. But in the long run, I'll be way better off. And I would rather take those small hits now while I'm buff and strong. They'd be pummeled and hit for the rest of my life. Take him now, get him over with, shake him off. Tomorrow's a new day always. Carpe diem, my friends. Now in the movies, which I love, Hollywood, many of you saw the movie Scarface. Well, it's true. All that you've got in this world, gentlemen, is your word and your balls.
3: All I have in this
5: world is my boss and my word. And I don't break them for no one.
4: Who put this thing together? Me! Yeah. That's who? Who do I trust? Me! Yeah. it and an eye on this one. Hey. Yeah. From a Tony Montana Hey, I'm Tony Montana Hey, I'm Tony Montana I'm Tony Montana Hey,
0: from a Tony Montana Hey, I'm Tony Montana I'm Tony Montana Hey, from nothing to something Hey, I'm Tony Montana I'm Tony Montana
2: Hey, from a Tony... Oh, yeah. It's close to the movie where we're really, really good in Scarface. Check out this one. face in your own life. If you like Tony Montana, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the woman. Or sometimes in that order, sometimes not, if you get lucky. You might get the woman first. If You play your cards right, who knows? Well, we welcome you all to our college fraternity on the radio. We are the new pharaohs of the land. This is your bachelor kingdom, reborn in America, on the air. We're around the world, all over the country, but don't you guys forget, the first Tuesday of each month is The Bachelor Show. That must be ingrained in your mind. Check your calendars. But tonight, I'm going to get into something here in the monologue. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of themes tonight. We've got a lot of them that have, in my mind, one of the bigger ones it's your family. Now, it's in my book that I wrote about it, too. Basically, kind of goes like this. A lot of you guys, you've got a brother, a sister maybe, of course, a mom and a dad. And sometimes you don't know where to go. You don't know who you can confide in, who you can trust. We're a godfather style on my show. So think of us as the uncle you never had, the little or big brother you never had, the father you never had. We're family on this show. If you want to call in, if you want to commiserate about what's going on in your life, this is the show for you. This is your time. This is your show. At the very least, contact me during the week. We can talk about it. The first women you meet in your life, as in my family, was my sister and my mother, pretty much, and maybe your teacher. You learn a lot from those women. I studied and observed my mother, my older sister, and my teachers, and, of course, the schoolgirls in school. But I was the ultimate observer at a young age. Sharp kid. Not the smartest but definitely not the dumbest. But I was the most observant. I noticed things and would watch people and watch what they do. And I always say, actions speak louder than words. So as you're coming up, you're watching your family, right? And then you have your dad. I had a brother. But the main thing is you're watching those women. You're watching the girls, the opposite sex. Now, as you get older, your family may chastise you or berate you for for saying things like, why aren't you married yet? Why haven't you found somebody? Aren't you like everyone else? Getting married in the suburbs, porking out 2.2 kids, and being satisfied with that, with that lifestyle. Now, many of you guys will do that? nothing wrong with that. That's... uh, The building blocks of society, as they call it, starting the family. That's not for everybody. Again, a lot of guys, I think, get married because they have family pressure, societal pressure. I love asking young um, guys, I happen to to, uh, meet them. You have a beautiful wife, I'll say. Where'd you meet? What was the decision or what happened compel you to marry her, and he'll just look at you with this starstruck look in his eyes like, I don't know. Um, One day we were walking in the park, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks, like 0 I'm always intrigued how people meet and how they hook up and how they um, get married. Because for most men, when they're younger especially, it's counterintuitive to a young man's nature. You want to spread your seed. You want as many carnal experiences as possible with as many women as possible, as in the law of the jungle, to get the sexual experience and relationship experience to be able to maybe do it later on a permanent kind of a level. Not always. But um, I've noticed that a lot of guys... Are you in this pressure? They call the show. Email me at VaughnWeehanShow at gmail.com. And they go, Vaughn, I'm in all this pressure for my family. I don't want to marry this girl. I just want to date her. She's fun to hang out with, but I don't see a future with her. I know if I went that route, it would not be good for me. As long as I keep it, you know, fun and airy. And just have a good time with her. Life is great. And that's where I want to keep it. Why well, tell them? That's where you should keep it. Don't move things forward just because your you're dad or your mom with grandkids. Or maybe your mother is berating you for having too many whores. Or girlfriends. What have you. Don't listen to them. Your mother and dad got married in a different era. A different time. You. I've got to do things for you in this time frame, in this era. Maybe your brother is already married, and he's busting your chops. He'll tell you uh, maybe, what are you doing with your life? Why are you wasting your time? Why don't you be a real man and step up to the plate and get married to her? Like I got married to my wife, okay? Your brother may have. A good point. But not every brother wants to follow his own brother down that road either. Okay? People are individuals. Marriage takes away the individualism of people in many ways. To me, it's kind of like communism, and it makes you all the same. Everyone's in the same boat. And don't forget, people are very deceptive. They mean well, but they can be deceptive. In the sense that sometimes guys, you know, they'll smile, cajole with you. They're married, but misery also loves company. If they're miserable, they want you miserable. They want you in the same boat as them, and that's what they want. Maybe your mother was unhappy for a lot of her marriage, and it's funny about parents. Some most parents went. Can your kids get married as soon as possible? Because they want them to go through what they went through. And I understand that. It's psychological. Or the minute you get out of college, they want you to find your soulmate and get married. Well, guys, can you walk into a store and just pick a wife off the shelf? Can you find your soulmate at the Kmart store of love? Of course not. Difficult. They call it the toxic dating environment. And now men, if you act like a real man in this world, they'll now say, You're a toxic masculine man, right? What they always say. Unbelievable what's going on. But um, you know what to be true. Maybe your sister or maybe your aunt or somebody, but maybe your sister is about to get married and you don't want to get married. And they are looking down on you and they'll say, well, if you don't get married, everyone's going to think you're gay or everyone's going to think you're a weirdo or everyone's going to think you're a pariah in society. Well, F all that. You be yourself. Stick to your guns, guys. Do what you want to do. This is your life. I always say you get one bite at the apple. Yes, I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe that we come back, and we keep coming back, as the ancients believe, until we get it right. I've had many past lives. I can feel it. I know it. I was a Roman, censuring on the battlefield. Before that, I also fought wars. So war is in my subconscious. Women, I've had many through my past lives, and I believe in that. But in this world, in the here and now, women are great. We love their companionship, their flirtiness. They're a lot of fun, aren't they? But living with a woman 24-7 is very different than just getting there, too. Once you move in together, you get her one roof over your house and one set of bills. Oh, it sounds so logical. She'll say, let's get one house and one set of bills and live happily ever after. Well, okay. You could do that. Nothing wrong with that. Most guys will say, yes, that makes sense. But I'll tell you, even with a girlfriend, You love to make love with them, but sometimes you want a little something different. You don't want steak every night. Maybe you want a slice of pizza. You want a hamburger. You want a Mexican taco. You want something else. You know what I mean. You want a little variety, a little spice of life. Well, the French say that variety is the spice of life. nothing wrong with being in a committed relationship. If you meet the right girl, I say go for it. Do it. But if you don't, you know, you might want to play the field for 20 or 30 years. Again, marriage isn't for everybody. Not everybody wants a ball and chain. Not everybody or every guy wants a honey-do list every weekend or your time carved up by the missus. Or if you have kids, it's over. You're on track for the next 25 years or longer to pay for the kids Pay for the college. And here's the caveat to that. In this day and age, can your kids realistically, if you had them, even afford to move out of your house? You have a kid now, you're going to be roommates until the kid reaches age 50, 40 or 50. Those are Wall Street think tank stats, national stats. The kid does not leave now. At 18, very rare. It's been flipped. They flipped the script. You have a kid today. The kid will be homeless. You don't want that. You can take it in. You'll be roommates for 30, 40 plus years, and that's the new reality. You have kids now. It's not an 18-year deal. Well, it is if you're just making child support payments. But even then, I'll just tell you, they come out of the woodwork asking you for more and more money. Never ends. And with the cost of living going through the roof, one kid now costs between $300,000 and $350,000, only until age 18. So keep that in mind, too. You had a lot of things to think about being a man today a lot of pressures upon you. you got to think about these things very carefully and only hook up with the woman of your dreams, the woman who makes you happier, the woman who doesn't nag you to death or doesn't give you a lot of grief. If you see red flags while dating, it only gets worse, not better, if you were to get married to her. If you're having a great time dating, then you might want to consider her for a future relationship. If not, I say move on because I do not recommend it. Well, they're called the Ambushers, guys. Watch out for those Ambushers because they're everywhere.
4: There's smile, there's...
2: This is our famous, or more, I should say our infamous, and legendary epic episode number 23 tonight. And our theme is God Save the Bachelor King. So gentlemen, pirates, and rat pack bastards worldwide. Tonight, you should put your best red velvet smoking jacket on. Light up your cigar or pipe, your favorite vintage and cool Lighter. Get the cufflinks out and ready for your favorite leather loafers and slick back that hair retro Goodfellas Goomba style with your favorite manly numero uno cologne as we delve into the Bachelor universe and galactic cosmos with wild abandon.
1: This is Dean Martin, alias Matt Helm asking you to help me uh, stamp out spies, or at least muss them up a little. In our new picture of the ambushes, I got my hands full with Madaharas like Santa Burger,
3: Skull. Sure, Skull's got ice in
1: it. Janice Rule, and those ever-loving sleigh girls.
4: Don't oh, shoot. They get you when you're high. They get you when you're low. They get you when you're standing still, or else when you're...
1: Much for one mad helm, so how about pitching in a little huh? There's enough action for everybody, so bring your friends and we'll make them honorary ambushers. The ambushers.
4: They're the ambushers.
2: Well, let's go right to the phone and get a call from our radio audience here. We got the Paul the Gladiator coming from his North Valley compound. Hey, hello, Phoenix! Paul, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, my friend?
3: Doing good, man. Doing good. Back good, ranch, good. Well, listening. Yeah. Go ben, ahead, man. Uh, back at the ranch, li- listening to the Bachelor Show, and ready to impart nice. some uh, Bachelor knowledge to the younger guys out there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, when you were coming up, I know you were married briefly. I wanted to get into like, what was your family like when you met? You know, your fiance. What kind of pressures did 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 you get from your mom, dad, your family about getting married? You know, pros and cons. Take yeah, it, sir. Yeah, it's
3: a good question. It's a good question. So, my fa- my family had all moved out west, and I was the last one in my immediate family to still be back in the New England states. I still spent time with my uh, father's mother, my grandmother, my godmother, my godfather. Those are my three favorite relatives. They really gave me most of my advice. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Now, My godfather, my godmother, they came to all my five years of collegiate football games, all 55 games. Uh, my parents showed up at one game my freshman year. So <clears throat> it kind of wow. tells you what, you know kind of the dichotomy of, of what I had to deal with. So, you know, there was uh, <clears throat> my older sister, she was, you know, daddy's girl. And, um, you know, there was no appreciation for me working on getting my scholarship so that my parents didn't have to go, you know, into debt. And I don't even think they would have. Um, it was on my shoulders mm-hmm. anyway. So, when they moved out West, I was, you know, in my early thirties, I was still single. Um, I was building financial, <clears throat> you know, I had five homes that I bought at uh hot auctions. I had a business, had employees. Cause I knew inherently, uh, when I left wall street, uh, I was 29 and, um, I built a business uh, for the next five years, bought real estate, fixed them up, rented them out, cashed them out. Because um, I knew if I had the financial wherewithal, then I could get married and start right. a family. If I me- if I met a woman that I wanted to have children with, and that's the key point. Because that's right, <clears throat> you know, with the New England families. You know, my godmother and godfather said, "You know, if you're going to start a family, then consider marrying the woman. If you're definitely not going to start a family with the woman, if you don't see her as the mother of your children, don't get married." That was the best advice they gave me. Right. And when I met my ex-wife, um, it all fell into place. You know, I was 35, she was 34, gorgeous, former Miss Puerto Rico living in uh, Massachusetts and I was living in another New England state. We met and uh, I knew, um, you know, basically within 30 days, I asked her to marry me and um, Mm -hmm. my grandmother, I introduced her to my grandmother went to my grandmother's house. My grandmother, within five minutes, my grandmother looked at me. I hadn't even gotten her the ring yet because I just asked her like that morning And um, my grandmother said, like, grabbed my arm, pulled me aside, and she goes, young lady to marry you, didn't you? And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I mean, she just knew me inside and out, right? So, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I was married briefly. I mean, we were officially, I mean, officially on paper married for, uh, you know, almost two years, but it was after about thirteen, fourteen, fifteen months, um, that that was it. It was not gonna work. Um so uh luckily, you know, I had a lot of real estate. I had a had a child. That child has since you know gone through college on the one of those homes, got a degree, living a great life. Yeah, son or a daughter school. again. Uh a so daughter, yeah. And um, that's right. You know, that's right. Yeah. yeah. A, cool. Yeah. She's got a nice life. I paid everything up front, even though the judge and my lawyer said, don't I did. But I put the education mm-hmm. money in a custodial account. So the private high school and the college fund was all separate, paid for literally, you know, 22 years ago. Um, I paid for it immediately. Well, 21 years ago mm-hmm. was when I did it. So, um, but yeah, um, graduating in May. Um, so having a great, she'll have a great life because of what I set up financially, but that would have been whether I stayed married or not. Right. I mean, I had set it up to succeed. Right. right. So if I can impart that to bachelors out there who are still single in the dating scene, seeing if they're finding that one, I would say build yourself financially to the point where you can get married and not financially burden anybody because, you know, when I met my ex-wife, she didn't have, like, she had a job, but I moved her from one state to another with me. And, um, And I said, look, your job is to get pregnant and have children. My job mm-hmm. is to keep the financial out of your hair because right. I I cannot raise those children and take care of it financially as well 24-7. So you're going to have to be the full-time mom. And um, And the plan was for all of us to move west. I was going to move her mother mm-hmm. from Puerto Rico to Arizona, get her a condominium. I was going to pay for it all. I said, look, mm-hmm. we'll have... I mean, my my ex-wife had a baby and then was back to normal within a week. I mean, she was gorgeous, right? Um, Right. And I said, look, what's happened for your four kids? Your mom, we can go on vacation. Your mom will watch the kids when we go away, weekends or vacations or whatever, until the kids are old enough. But I started out here with a couple, huh? I
2: said, sure, man. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. That's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I started a business with a couple of guys out here. You know, it was successful, running hard, real estate and mortgage industry, and, you know, um, that was the plan. And, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men come unraveled, you know, every week. That plan came unraveled, but at least I set it up right. So set yourself up to win. Don't find a woman, get married, and struggle financially because, All the arguments will be always, always will be about money, always about money, okay? So true. You set yourself – yeah, build yourself up first. Look to get married around 30 to 35 years old to get married and have kids. You're emotionally stable. You should be financially stable if you build it correctly so that you don't blow up emotionally. have an emotional intelligence quotient. Okay. And mm-hmm. financials taken care of so that there's never an argument about money. The arguments may be about little nitpicky things, but when financials become arguments in marriages, divorces come right after that. And, um, That's right. yeah. And here's another, here, here's something I learned after I got divorced. Never, ever, I don't care how much money you have, never, ever spend more than $4,000 on the engagement ring. Never. Now, I did, okay? I spent 10000 mm-hmm. on the engagement ring. But I bought a two-carat, you know, princess cut, and I designed the actual setting, Um But uh, there's a statistic, right? Two statistics. You've heard me say one of them. At age 65, most Americans are dead or dead broke. That's a government statistic. Another statistic is that marriages that start off with engagement rings, 4,000 or less, succeed at an 81% rate. Marriages that start with a diamond ring $4,001 and upward only succeed at a 43% rate. It's in half, almost. It's direct. a very interesting
2: statistic, yeah.
3: It's a very interesting, right? So, Love um, that. Yeah, so set yourself up financially, set yourself up emotionally, give yourself time you're not going to die at age 40, okay? We live long lives now. You, do you know mm-hmm. why Social Security was started at age 65 by FDR? Surely they thought FDR. everyone was going to die
2: by uh, 65 to 70 tops.
3: Well, they would never have to pay
2: more than one or two years of retirement. It was designed like that. for about 2 years and you're gone. And they go, "Next, well that apply. goes back
3: to where that statistic, you're either dead or dead broke at age 65. That started under FDR, and it still remains to the same today, you know, because you factor in drugs, stress, all that shit. But sure. uh, that's why now life expectancies are up to 80 years old, 79 for men, 83 for women, call it 80 years old. So, you know, the life expectancy is longer. Um, so yeah, with, with today's day and age, stress financially, look at inflation, look at what, you know, what's going on all over the country. S- financial stress is huge for bachelors. If they get into a relationship and turn their life from bachelorhood into marriage, if you stay a bachelor, you got no stress. Just worry about yourself. That's hey, right. Cheap rent. Pay cheap rent, buy your car's cash, have no car payments, no interest payments, no credit cards. Build your business, buy cash, and start putting cash into a safety deposit boxes in stacks of $10,000. it will make you feel proud, okay? Proud of your accomplishments. Then when you need to turn to that cash, it's available. But set yourself up financially well set yourself up emotional, have emotional intelligence that really comes after age 30. Um, And this way, when, if you do meet that woman who's ready herself without any children, she's never had children. Number one, don't take on other people's problems. Number two, but you're ready to start a family and you love her. You fall in love with her. Then, and only then make that decision. If not, I suggest bachelorhood. I really do. Um, you can't go wrong. Women are out there um, in droves. There's more women on this planet than men. There's more women in the United States than men. Plenty of women. You'll always find a good-looking woman somewhere, somehow, some way. Go online. They're everywhere online. They're they are on two, three, four sites. These women. Okay, I I, I know because I see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to find out quick, you know, if, if you're a conservative, find out if they're a liberal, if you're a liberal, find out if they're conservative, you got to find out quick. Cause you're not going to get along. I just had a conversation over the weekend, two phone calls. I won't call her again. She's originally from Boston. Great looking woman, no children, a few years younger than me. I found out she's a hardcore liberal Lives downtown Phoenix. I'll never get along with her. She's a little too far for me. Number one. Number mm-hmm. two. I'll never get along with it. Why would I bother having another conversation? That's right. So, gotta find out fast. I should have found out in the first call. I just wasn't able to go there because there wasn't a lot of time. But man, when that second phone call that was a little lengthy, I was like, "Yep, you're d- forget it, lady. You're cooked.
2: This is over." Right now get it
3: yeah yeah but i you know i didn't I it's hard
2: as men is valuable man you know
3: i said it in a nice way i was like sure i'll you know, have a great have a great time tomorrow at the at the festival i can't make that um I'm not gonna have time I'm a little busy at the horse ranch you know blah 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 like bye um <clears throat> but yeah so young guys Stay a bachelor, build yourself financially, build yourself emotionally, until you're you're ready to try and meet one. And if you don't, don't get all sad and upset. You know, <laughs> stack that cash so you can retire early. Invest in in something that has big potential. Because now you can really go for it, where you can turn you know, six, seven, eight thousand dollars into like two hundred and fifty, three hundred, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is, as you know, that's what I attempt to do. Um, right. You, know, you want to take you want to take that five to ten and jump it into like two hundred and fifty, three, three hundred and fifty. Um.
0: So, yeah, man. Um, love it and love it. Another
3: one. Good one stuff, last man. thing about... Yeah, one last thing about starting a business is this. Another thing I learned over the years, don't invest in an idea. Ideas are great. Everybody's got ideas, though, okay? Ideas are dime a dozen. Invest in one of two things. Invest in an industry where you can get in Maybe via a conduit of another person, but once you get in, nobody can take you out or invest with really good people. Now, you know the situation I'm in right now. I'm invested in a very good industry that no one's ever going to take me out of. Sometimes you need a conduit right. to get you in. That's okay just don't lock in long-term if that conduit is not going to be that structure you really need. So you've got to be careful about, you know, where you invest, how you invest, and to what structure you invest into, whether it's your own work and your own effort and everything on yours, or if there's other people involved. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's my uh, advice this week to the bachelors of uh, this monthly radio show. To the
2: bachelors of America, that's Paul the Gladiator. Great call, Paul. Great advice to the uh, young note out there alike. Thanks, man, for the call. Appreciate you, man. You
3: You're welcome, man. Have a great
2: night, sir.
3: You too. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Well, Paul, had some great uh, points to consider there. Well, that's going on with well, the chat room is – Active. We've got Gunslinger in 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 there, and um, I'd like to uh, tell you a few things that we that uh, Gunslinger had said here, and uh, it's good stuff. Because when a hot babe blows into your life, great. But when she leaves, there goes your money and your car and other assets out the door. <laughs> Well, my parents, like, uh, I'm sure, Pauls and Gladys, were married for over fifty years. But you know why you can compare a woman to a posted stamp, guys? You lick them, you stick them, and then you send them on their way. <laughs> Pat them on the head, say thanks a lot, honey. I'll see you next time. Well, Gunslinger says a blonde with a shotgun. And a rifle with a four-wheel drive was a damn good shot. I call that a great sidekick. Love that. Well, I grew up in the era of, as many of you did in the 1970s and 80s. In the 1970s, they had the T&A shows on from Hollywood. All the TV, prime time, was T&A, tits and ass, to be blunt. And it was great. You were a young guy, and I just think, my God. Have I got a lot to look forward to? Now that's 1970s TV, Charlie's Angel style. Well, Paul said that it's very true that ideas are a dime a dozen. He's right. And I say you got to take your ideas and make them into action. I was always taught take action. Nothing venture, nothing gain. Take action in life. The men that take action, well, then you will be the action figure that you used to play with as a kid. Be the action figure. Be the guy that can do anything. Be the guy that can scale the mountain, fight back the terrorists, and make a million bucks. And you still get the girl at the end of the movie. Because everyone, I always say, loves a happy ending. You know, um, when I was a young guy, I always believed in that adage, go west, young man. Go west. Find your fame and fortune went to college in the Midwest, went to Texas, had a great time there. My God, I had a great time in Dallas. Then zipped out to the Rocky Mountain State of Arizona. Here I am. as a young buck coming up. You know, I used to tell myself, getting married is for the birds. Unless you get the right girl. It's all about the girl, guys. It's all about tying a girl. And getting married, too, is about is for the young. For example, when you're a young buck, 25, 30, 35, and you start to have babies, make babies with your girl, and a girl who you want, keyword, want and desire to make babies with, well, then as you're growing up, as you're growing up into more maturity, into your company, et cetera, your kids are growing up, too, along with you. You're growing up together, right? But you give up a lot of things, too. When you're a young guy, you don't know any better. You morph into marriage, and you think everything is normal. Well, it is, because that's your template. Now, guys that never got married, we're spoiled, and we love it. Spoiled. Because one... I came close to getting married a few times, but couldn't quite get there mentally, psychologically, or financially. I knew it would be okay for a few years, but then it would implode on me, and I would be another government statistic. I did not ever want to be a government statistic or be touted about as this or that. Once you give up, when you get married, is amazing. You give up a lot of freedom, privacy. Here's a big one that's always overlooked: shelf space. Like in the grocery stores, they did you know that companies fight over shelf space, where to put the boxes of cereal, and the cans of pasta, and the boxes of rice. These corporations are cutthroat. Well, so are couples. You give up all your closet space. You walk in any merry guy's home, 80% or more of the closet is her stuff. Him, a paltry 10 20%. A few shirts, maybe a sport jacket. And also, the guy loses all closet space, all shelf space, because over time, the woman, in her own way, maybe if it's a feminine thing, she takes over the host from within. She takes over your house space. So as a man, you get pushed outside. I told you before on, on prior shows. How much everyone noticed? My dad was the same way. His domains were the garage where he kept some of his guns and tools and and some cool cars, a classic car, in the backyard. That's where men live. And they come inside to watch TV and eat. But they get peace and quiet. They go to the garage. With the garage door open, my dad would be out there puffing his pipe, waving at cars. Other dads would come by, I find three or four or five of them in the garage talking about politics. Things like we talked about on my Thursday night show, geopolitics. These same themes were going on back then, China, Russia, what have you. Well, this is our lighter show or fun show of, of, of the, the month. But you've got to know the positive along with the negative. Men are forced out of their own house. The family, the wife especially, will push you out to the dirtiest part of the house, the backyard or the garage with all the oil stains on the cement, right? And on top of that, you are one phone call away from your wife calling an attorney and taking more than half your stuff and assets. If you come home one day, boys, and your wife's on the couch with their arms folded And she goes, we've got to talk, and I'm not happy. Okay? Your days are numbered to hide the assets. I told all you guys before, if you're married, you better have a secret rat hole Swiss bank account or something that she can't get her filthy paws on. Have a rat bastard account somewhere or a safe deposit box or something buried or hidden very well, mafioso style. Because when these women get scorned, when they want to leave, they want to clean you out. Clean you out. They want to take everything you got. It's not nailed down. Why? Because they have outrageous entitlement complexes in America and all the West. Now, there are some great girls out there, and we love women on the show. And we will will tell you the true nature of the average American woman, too. I've seen enough of this in my own life with friends of mine. Now, I'll tell you a story, if we have time tonight, called The Cautionary Tale. Of a friend of mine named Bill Troy, who's now deceased. Great guy. Great guy. A man's man, all-American man. But these women are like that. They're a fickle creature you entered into a relationship contract with. It can be a beautiful thing, yes. But you guys got to pick wisely. The other thing that most guys overlook is, if you get married... Your wife never wants you to get a good night's rest. Well, they say they do. But try taking a nap in the middle of of a day. Honey, I had a long day at work. I want to sleep. I want to crash. Well, no, we have things to do. We have to go pick out our new carpet. We have to go shopping. I need your wallet for this, this, and this. That's the bottom line. Can you get a moment's sleep, real rest, without being yelled at, called upon, paged. Some houses even have the intercom where she'll get on there and go, now time's over. Time to get up. to a friend of mine, he said, Lars, fun Lars, I can never get a moment's rest. I go, well, she's your baby, not mine. Good luck with that. Tell me all that's, uh, working out for you over there, right? And also, beware the black widow. Oh, yeah, they're out there. A lot of these these military types, like Asian women. Well, there was a written article about an Asian woman who mysteriously had five American military husbands. And they all died young. Funny how that works. Well actually the fourth one, the FBI got involved. One of the guy's friends, a man, tipped off the FBI, had her arrested. They later found out she was pointed in them. Now, that's an extreme example. But you have to be aware of the Asians are not whatever stripe creed or color she is. Be aware of the black widow. They're out there too. They are going to hang out with you and smile. And didn't play the part for 20 or 30 years. And then, I told you early on, they want to take over the host. They want to take over the assets. They want to take it all over. Oh, don't worry. She'll, she'll cry for you at your funeral. She'll shed a tear. They're great actresses. On cue. Lights, camera, action. Man, they're good. I got to give the women credit for that. It's often been said that men love deep and women love shallow. Now, some women love very deep. Those you want to keep, that's a keeper. But a lot of women say, oh, I loved them, but now I don't. And they move on. It's often been said by psychologists that divorce affects men worse than it does women. I've seen women get divorced. and within six months, guess what, guys? She's got a serious boyfriend, and a marriage proposal. You know how I know? Happened to me. Had a Scottsdale girlfriend. Had a great time. Wonderful woman. Had things been a little bit different, I would have considered her more on a longer-term basis. But we broke up after several years of dating, and um, she had a husband in six months, and she had to tell me about it. And I went, I'm, I, I said, congratulations, good for you. I'm happy for you and your new life together. was not the response she wanted, but it was my sincere response. I'm so glad that she hooked up with somebody else. But it also reminded me how fast they rebound, which it also tell you, in if you use the logic of inference, that she was talking to that guy while we were dating, and probably 10 more like them, women will say, I'll put you in the um, in the green room, so to speak, and bat her eyelashes at them. If things go south here, I'll give you a call, big boy. And she has all these guys out there chiming for her. And the minute you don't sign on the dotted line, they rush to those guys, and they're in the wings waiting in the wings, foaming at the mouth to be with her. That's what happens. That's why they can, they move so fast. Oh, they got it down. When they're married, you think you got a loving, doting wife. She's talking to other guys, I guarantee it, lining them up in case things don't go right with you or in case she is no longer happy with the situation. Just truth. Truth 101. Top of that, you're out there dating online. Women are flakes these days. Flaky. Be careful of them too. Even the ugly ones, the fatties, want a Brad Pitt with a million dollars, with abs of steel to marry them. And they say they deserve it. Social media. Really, America? Really? Yeah. There's somebody sense out there chumps. They're called AFC's average, frustrated chumps. And never go out. Can't afford it. But they can't afford internet. And they're online leaving multiple stupid messages to these women. See how gorgeous they are, how beautiful they are? Even the ugly chicks with a terrible profile, terrible photographs, the ones that show like one eyeball, one tooth, I hate those. We don't want extreme close-ups, baby, unless it's something else, if you know what I mean. Don't need to see your eyeball. Nothing sexy about that. Or your bangs. Or, or half your nose. Even those girls get two, three, four, five hundred hits a month. So after a while, they think I'm a hot commodity. Men want me. Men lust after me. Can't blame her for thinking that, you know? Unbelievable what's going on out there. Let's get back to the phones and get to American Scotch in Wyoming. American Scotch. Welcome to the Von Wien show and the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, sir. How are you doing?
1: How's it how's it going, Von? I'm I'm doing good. Uh Yeah, this uh, this subject uh just to build on uh gladiators uh ideas and thoughts. I'm going to I'm going to go probably a little bit more hardcore in agreeing with you when I'm talking to Bachelor's out there. Um There's only one reason to get married. And I think this is pretty old-fashioned, but the older we all get and the more crazy this world becomes, I think the old-school way of thinking is proving to be invaluable. And everything new wave and new age is just a bunch of BS. The only reason to get married is to have kids, period. That's if right. If you are a guy who wants to have children, then, of course, you should get married. Uh there's, there's no Absolutely. doubt about that. And I, I, I'm going to lead off with something even more hardcore conservative, and that's going to be uh, regarding uh, uh, the, the Bible. Because right now, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of argument out of a lot of people when you're saying that potentially we could be living through the end days. I mean, there's just too much happening right now that is unnerving to say the least and especially now it's starting to really shape up that you know russia china turkey iran north korea all in alignment and you know the new babylon of the united states and its little bs ally which is really the enemy of everybody in the planet including us israel is on the other side of that line in the sand and everybody's starting to join forces against what was NATO, but it's mainly the United States or the shell of this country and this little country called Israel. And in the final days, you know, Matthew 24 uh, basically is, is pretty explanatory. It says Matthew 24, 19, woe unto them that are with child And to them that give suck in those days, anybody that's having kids that are nursing, having babies right now, in my opinion, is absolute insanity. Look around this world right now. I mean, if anybody says, yeah, you know what, I really love this girl or girls are looking, I really like this guy and I just can't wait to have kids. I don't know what pipe you're smoking. But I'm looking around at <laughs> this place thinking it's hard enough, as you know, to make a woman happy when we were in the roaring 90s or the early 2000s, yep. you know, even after 9-11 before the 08 meltdown. There's no romance without finance. That's one thing Gladiator, is, he, he nails it on the head every time. And he's right. He's absolutely right. If you don't have your ducks in a row financially, And you're not a single income guy that can handle an entire family on his pay stub. And let's face it, I don't know many guys that can do that now unless you're a heart surgeon, unless you went to law school and you're on your way to becoming a partner in the firm. You know, but that takes Mm -hmm. time. That takes money. And, you know, there's just not that kind of career anymore where a guy can just swing for the fences and the wife is at home as a full-time mom. It usually doesn't work out. It just usually doesn't. And I I posted that verse on Gab, and I'm also going to put it on my page too, the divorce stats for first, second, and third marriages. And I'll get to those in a second. But to expand on what you and Gladie were talking about, I mean, number one, you want to have kids. Secondly, you have to be friends with each other. You know, loving each yes. other sounds great, but you have to be best friends. My dad used to tell me that, and I said, oh, this is just an old man talking. You know, that sounds stupid and gay and ridiculous, and yada. got it. But it's true. It's so true. And there's so many couples that you and I both know. You can think, you can probably name 20 off the top of your head, as, as, I, as I can. They don't even like each other, but they're living together. That's right. They're they're getting ready to get married, or they're just shacking up for like the seventh, eighth, ninth year. You don't even like each other. Every time I see you people, you're fighting, you're you're throwing things at each other. You're both getting drunk as hell. You're just wait, you're just clinging to each other like a couple of, you know, uh, you know survivors from the Titanic in the middle of the North Atlantic, trying to cling to each other for warmth. It's the only reason they're together, financially. Uh, they are afraid of the solitude. Of course, in this day and age, they're afraid of the world. I understand that. But, you know, you have to be friends with one another. And I, I'm not going to tie too much into your program coming up in two days, but I don't know. And like like Gladiator said, I know no women that are on my wavelength or your wavelength when it comes to noticing the world politically, economically, uh, morally. They're all out of their minds. They're all left-wingers now, all of them, every single they are. one of them. You go, you go to Tinder, I swear to God, it's absolutely it, – it's like a science experiment. I would say <laughs>
0: between, the age,
1: between the ages of 23 and 50 is usually the age range that I keep open just for my own amusement. I don't even contact these women just because I've just given up. I gave up on online dating a long – I didn't even really give it a chance because it never made any sense to me. But between 23 and fifty, I would say over 75% of the girls that are good-looking on a scale of 1 to 10, at least a 7, every single one of them has got the tagline Mental Health Awareness in their bio on Tinder. Every Mm -hmm. one of them. Now, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but that's red flags to me. If you're saying something like that, because along with that comes – Either they're a Black Lives Matter fan, okay? They are right. all cops or bastards fan, A-C-A-B in the little uh, initials there. That's right. Or they, or they even are bold enough to say they're vaccinated. So you're right. already dealing with a, a bioweapon shedding, protein shedding, you know, uh, live wire. You can't have sex with these girls. You can't kiss them. You can't be friends with them because what the hell are you going to talk about if you're a fan of Richard Richard Nixon like you and I are, or or absolute fans of uh, of Trump in his glory days and some of his good points? These girls are all a bunch of Obama fans. They are a bunch of they. They don't Biden. even know, know who Tricky Obama. Dick Nixon is. They go, they who's that? Know. And that's the thing. Who's that guy? They have a, there you go, right there. They don't even Bingo. know history. They don't know anything. They about don't history. They, they think JFK was cute, and that's about all they know about the, the most recent 60 years of presidential success. You got it. Uh, they know
2: history they from too. Obama on in their minds. I that's swear it, to God, Obama it, brainwashed the, the nation. Brainwashed JFK everybody except me and you and my audience. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely right. And, I mean, like you and I have talked, I've used to, I used to live in some ghetto playgrounds. I lived in Vegas. I lived in Phoenix. I lived in San Antonio. I lived in cities where I watched this immigration wave change the demographic. It changed the youth. It changed the thinking. And women are such lemmings. They don't think for themselves like men can. Not many men do anymore. Right. But at least they have that, that fortitude usually the testosterone gives them some sort of a, of a feeling of, of a pillar that they need to be at least giving an, an attempt. Women go with who they are with. They don't care. They, if their That's girlfriends right. are getting vaccinated, then they all make a trip to go get vaccinated together, and then they go get drunk on brownies and wine right after it. And they make it a girls' day That's after. right. That's Women it.
2: run their lives by consensus, and this Absolutely. is the the go. problem with corporate America. They always want to run yeah. by committee and by consensus or a panel board where they don't men are decision makers. Women don't want to make a decision necessarily. They want to rule by consensus. And you're right. You just nailed it. I love your uh, phrase there, American Scotch, ghetto playgrounds of America. It's great stuff. And you're right. Women will sit around, let's all get vaccinated. We will make it a party, and then we get drunk on wine, eat brownies and donuts and cookies, and we'll bitch about our men. That would be a wonderful afternoon for for she and all of her friends.
0: And then we'll have a TikTok guess. video
2: of how drunk we are. I'll talk about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. How, <laughs> how, 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 how shitty we can all get and make fools of ourselves, but we're all still so sexy right. and nobody can keep their hands off of us, even though we're all turning into dish rag whores. I mean, it really is something. It's a sad thing to see. I mean, I've seen so many girls go from – An innocent, you know, semi-potential-laden individual in their 18, 19, and 20-year range. And by the time they're 27, 28, they're in the strip clubs. They've been working the Hooters jobs or the cocktail jobs. They're wrung out. They're worn out and hung up wet. They're just a mess. They're a mess. And then when they're in their 30s, they're carrying around all of these baggage emotionally And not only that, and I'm going to post this here in a second too, and this is going to blow your audience away. So guys, pay attention because I'm going to put out a video that is extremely, extremely powerful. It basically shows that women will absorb any and all DNA from any men they've ever been with, whether it's orally or vaginally or both. They, They suck it up. It becomes part of them. And they become almost insane because the bodies, you know, our bodies are much more complicated than we give it credit for. There's pheromones. Yeah. We're biologically, we're almost like biological plasma computers, if you will. That's why when you meet a girl and some of your friends don't understand the attraction or her friends don't understand her attraction to you, there's a lot more going on there. There's genetics involved. You know, my background, I usually get turned on quite a bit by uh, Latin women. I, I just absolutely love them. But I have a lot sure. of Spanish blood. You know, my, my great-grandfather right. came from the Canary Islands. So when I see a girl from Colombia or Brazil or Mexico or Puerto Rico, I, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed, man. I'm screwed. Yeah. Right. You're done. So, you know, I'm, it, there's, just some, there's a lot more there than guys and girls give it credit for. There's a lot more controlling right. all of us. But when these women succumb to this 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 you know free for all that they can sleep with whoever they want because feminism this is the third wave of feminism we're seeing now, it's ruining right. these girls. You have you have nothing in common. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a, a projection. Most of the guys and girls calling in and listening to you right now on your chat room or on the phones or listening in they're probably listening to you and watching you on the Thursday night broadcast, Though they're more politically inclined. Guys, you've got nothing in common with these girls. These girls, the last thing they want to hear is the pros and cons of national socialism, what happened truly in Nazi uh, Germany between 1939 or 1932 and 1945. They don't give a damn about any of that. They don't want to hear the tenets of of fascism and how great it is versus this bullshit democracy we have, they only hear what Obama's talking points were. Rainbow coalition, can't we all get along, democracy, 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 feminism, and no hate. That's what they want to hear. If you're trying to solve the world or ask questions, I'm telling you, they're going to run from you. They absolutely
0: How will not follow dare you,
2: who thinks for themselves. How to solve exactly. problems? That's toxic masculinity, American Scotch. Yep. How dare you? One of the biggest
1: relationships <laughs> the, I had, we, like we had little just Greta, gotten together. You know? yeah, yeah. Love it. We had just gotten together. One of the biggest relationships I had was right uh, about six months before 9-11. And we were happy. You know, it was okay. We had that first five, sure. six months of bliss. And then, boom, September 11th comes along. And everything got pulled out from under us. We were going to buy a home. We had it on contract. Yep. I had a great job. She had yeah. a good job. And everything got upended. And I was so angry because as a man, you know, you're supposed to guard the cave entrance. You've got the, the sharp right. stick. You've got the spear, and you're yeah, warding right. off the saber tooth tigers, and you're making sure the grizzly yeah, don't right. kill you and the kids. Women are inside tending the fire and nursing the kids. They don't give a shit about outside. That's our job. That's right. But because that event happened, yeah, that event forever marred me to the crazy guy that I am now where this is all I think about. This is all I dig into. And I got news for you guys. You're not going to find a woman who is as into this kind of stuff as your audience is. They just don't care. And they resent it. When you spend time on that and not spend time on them, that's Bingo. all they care about. They don't yes. They How, don't dare, you How dare you take your time? Because she's thinking,
2: why aren't you spending money on me, making me that's happy? It. Why are you yes. studying
1: that
0: crap? She'll yep. say
1: that's all nonsense. That's I that's, think
2: that's,
0: that's, that's really her answer. right? You just
1: need to go make more money. You need to go make more money. You need to make make money. That's you need right. To go chase the Chase that dirty Jew paper and make me happy and buy me. <laughs> you are the I'm provider. So provide,
2: and damn it. it. That's what she's saying. Start providing and stop reading you, all these conspiracy theories, God forbid. Even though most of them are right.
1: If, you know, exactly.
2: If, if, I love if, that stuff. If a
1: lot of people if a lot of that's people true. hear this, they they're thinking they're thinking like you know you're very negative, Scotch. Well, you know I'm gonna give you some math, people. let me, let me give you some statistics because math never lies, okay? First marriages 45 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. This was stats as of April 2019. First marriages, 45 to 50, you got a half failure rate. And as men listening to this bachelor program, I got news for you. Financially, you're the one that's going to get tattooed, buddy, not her. You're going to get fair. you're going to get it in the ass. Second marriages, failure rate of 60 to 70% it jumps up from 45 to 50 to 60 to 70. And if you're crazy enough or delusional enough or if you want to stay romantic enough to go for a third time, that rises to 70 to 75 plus percent failure rate. So the the moral of the story here is the basis for marriage, like Gladiator said, you've got to make sure you've got your financial house in order and you better be a big dick swinging guy financially to be a one income home. For her to be at the home taking care of kids, which is the only reason to get married, because in this system today, it is designed to fail. That's the ugly truth of it. That's what I I hate pissing on everybody's parade. But unfortunately, in this day and age, I mean, I just had a buddy of mine three years ago is right when the pandemic hit. He got his girl, his wife, knocked up. And I, I looked at him and I said, bro, what are you doing why would you do that in this look around you? He had just gotten laid off. She was having a hard time. So oh, great. And timing. Like, well, we're, yeah, we're going to have the kid. And this was before the, the vaccines came roaring down. And I knew they were coming. I told them they thought I was right. out of my mind. I said, you know, you don't right. understand. They're coming down with these population control jabs. And your little one's going to be first in line when she comes flying out of that out of that uterus. They're, they're not going to ask you whether or not you want to give it to her. They're just going to do it. And the same goes for you, too. And it just, it, you know what, it fell on deaf ears because people, when you're this woke up, woken away, like really woken up with guys like you, guys like me, Gladiator, Brett the Surfer, guys like you know, that call in at your audience in the chat room, Kat, uh, Lincoln, people do not see the world like we do. They don't see it. At all. They think we're out of our minds. And they don't want to see it. Ignorance
2: is bliss. They don't want to see it, man.
1: You can lead a horse to water.
2: You can't make it drink, right? That's right. We've all heard that expression a million times. It's so true. Most Americans, most people in in the world, but Americans, especially Americans, are in the normalcy bias. And if you say something, they'll say, well, I never heard that on CNN. One of my favorite phrases, where'd you get that? Where'd you hear that? You tell them, I oh, read yeah. it, it's been corroborated. No, that's not good enough for them. Well, I never heard it on CNN or MSNBC or maybe even Fox News, so therefore <laughs> it doesn't exist. That's
1: what they well, say. Exactly. That's exactly right.
2: They what write is. you off. It's you're a an nutcase. And it's I'll put you on yep. the fringe. I'll see you once a month. Yep. Have a beer with you. Put your yep. Right. Yep, but you're a nutcase.
1: Right.
0: But I mean, they're the real
2: like nutcase. Right now.
1: Just like right now, you've got two completely diametrically opposite views politically coming out of Fox News on the right and CNN slash MSNBC on the left regarding January 6th. You've got two camps saying two totally different things, and this country is not 50-50, but it's pretty close, split between those two points. Now, there's only one reality. Only one reality. Only one. The sky is blue, two plus two equals four, you know, the you know, the earth is flat. Try right. to break that to you too. That's the way it is. There is no opinion on the reality of our world. And unfortunately, you look around and this, this it's not just politics. It gets into these women's heads that that's just an opinion. What you're reading about with with you know, what you talk about on Von Wee Hunt, well that's just an opinion. You don't know that. True, and besides, like you said, I didn't hear Anderson Cooper say it or Rachel Maddow. And That's you know right. These people don't. Pro- so screw don't you, Mister. Either. That's what she'll yeah, say. Screw you. It's all. Bless you too, positive. honey. Yep. yep. Take you to the tango. When I was when I was single, I noticed that it's <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of think positive, positive vibes only. Don't be negative. It's a lot of well. Look, you know, man. This show is all really
2: good, a good, positive vibes. But you can't live your life yeah. in in um, fantasy land either. In kumbaya.
1: Well, I gotta be grounded. Being of,
2: grounded yeah. means you have yeah. feet on the ground, and you know the yeah. positive and the negative stem of life.
1: You gotta know both exactly. to move forward. I think I think being positive means you're rooted in truth. You're rooted in reason. You're rooted in sensibility and knowing what's going on for real rather than believing lies. I don't consider that being positive at all. But these women can't deal with that. They just can't. They just, they just can't. They've been so coached by these celebrities, whether it's Will Smith or all the girls on the Friends cast or, or, or Beyonce or Rihanna. I mean, their minds are mush. They're absolutely mush. And the social media has only absolutely compounded that to the point where, I mean, I don't even bother talking to them. Because I already can tell by their bios, 90% of them, if you even mention you're a, a somewhat Trump supporter, they're not even going to listen to you one more word at all. And that's right. even with this day and age, they look at Biden, and they're still giving him a chance as they pay paying six bucks a gallon. They're pumping up their right. little Prius. I mean, that's still costing them over three times what Trump's days were. And, I mean, the Prius still, it costs money to fill that tank. They're not driving a Tesla. They're not usually that successful. It's just mind-blowing. It really is, man. It really is. And American scotch will
2: also say, well, if you're a Trump guy or if you're a white Christian guy or a European white guy, if I don't like what you say, no pussy for you. I'll be blunt. No pussy for you. Ha, hello. That's right. Put down That's your right. pipe and, and smoke it, big, big boy. That's how they act. And, we, and women will will brag about that. And they'll go yep. off. They'll find the ugliest ghetto, you know yep. what, rat out there. And they'll Absolutely. bang that all night long. She'll yep. walk in every restaurant with that thing on her arm, being yep. so proud, so righteous. Yep. Because, see, these yep. women think, I'm the anointed one. Politically in America, if
0: you That's have an right.
2: opinion other than mine, you're not worthy of my pee, my vagina. Yep. Exactly. That's how they view it. They view, look, I tell women, you view your vagina as a commodity, and no problem, baby, but so will the men. That's it. And it's a two-way exactly. street. So if you want to be a hooker,
1: exactly, yep. we'll treat you like a hooker.
2: I'm cool with that. No problem, because we're morphing into that kind of a society more and more all the time. Where we are becoming a um, – really, it's a soft – they 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 call it a hookup culture. It's really a soft hooker culture in America. Oh, amen. What can amen. you do for her? Yeah. She needs some cash. Yeah. Can you pay a few yeah. bills? Okay, then she'll screw you.
1: Yep. You don't need – Six pack guys, yep. you don't need a Lamborghini,
2: you don't need a PhD. All you need is the gift of gab and a little bit of cash, and they're all okay. over the place. I That's just, it. just saying. You know, it's what I see yep. all the time. And these young girls well, don't, don't. Um, well, I mean, they won't even bat the eyelashes right and think twice about it. You got some money? Let's party. Yep. What are your final thoughts, America
1: Scotch? Great call, well, man. I'm just going to wrap it. I'm going to wrap it up with with a couple things. Uh, again, Gladiator mentioned this, and I want to I want to hit this you know further home. Guys, do not mess around with single moms. Okay. I, I know a lot of you guys think you've got a cape on your back and you can fly and leap leap tall buildings and solve all problems. But trust me, you don't want anything to do with that. That is an absolute nightmare. And to tie back to what we were just discussing with the ghetto playground factor, and again, women you know, opposing you, if you're a somewhat conservative, sensible man, this means that they're into race mixing, they're into interracial dating, and if they're a single mom, odds are they've probably got a mixed-race kid, and that's, again, you're dealing with a baby daddy now that could come out of the woodwork, swing a bat at your head, stab you, shoot you, Threaten your life with all of his buddies when you're trying to walk up and take her out on a date to, uh, you know, Panera Bread for lunch. You know, you never know. There's just so many pitfalls that it's just not worth it. And I, I know it sounds dark and dreary, but guys and girls, look around, man. This world is not what it was in 2018 or 19, and it's never going back there. And that's something I know it sucks, if you're a young person and you've got your rest of your life ahead of you, but you've got to reevaluate your life, man. You've got to quit thinking and leave it to Beaver style sitcom you know, uh, guidelines. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And once you know that, then you can make tracks like Gladiator mentioned and make some common-sense decisions, and you'll be better off. And I'll just leave it at that.
2: I love it, American Skies. Thanks so much for calling the show, sir. Great call. You guys appreciate that. it. all right. Bye-bye. Have a great night, Bye bye. We'll talk more on Thursday with American Scotch and Gladiator. We'll get a breath of surfer on here in a moment too. Yeah, tonight, I thought we'd delve into a little bit. We're going through the chapters now now we're going into some serious course material for the Bachelor in America. Many guys I know were married, yeah, I've got a couple of kids, like Matador in the East Valley, but he's back to being a bachelor. He's divorced. His hot Peruvian wife left him. He's got two beautiful kids. He likes being Mr. Mom. He um, is doing a great job. So, bravo to Matador in the East Valley tonight. He's listening in. He loves the show. And we have others. This is their favorite show. Many guys say, "I love the Bachelor Show." Many of them won't call in, but they love to listen to you. And they love this stuff. They really do. I, I've told you guys before, if you want to get on the show. This is the show with left scholars. Call the Bachelor Show. My God. It gets you on the air. The Thursday show can get a little crowded at times. I'll look on the studio board, I'll see 20 phone calls. 10 numbers I know, 10 I don't know. And uh, I got to make some calls in the sense of who should I put on next? Who fits in best? Are they ready? Are they not ready for prime time? Etc. Well, Gunslinger has been having fun in the chat room tonight. I'll tell you some of his comments. He goes, some women think that if you're on a tractor in Texas, it's sexy. It's true. And um, Gunslinger went on to say that he had one lady live with him for over three years. Even her mother told her that he was the best. That never happened to her. She just would not listen. Go figure. Can you imagine a Mr. or Mrs. Gunslinger out there in Texas? Love that. There are gold diggers out there, guys, to be blunt. Um, Gunslinger also mentioned that one Asian biatch in Texas, per my Black Widow theory, which is reality, was slowly poisoning her hubby, and she was a doctor. Very interesting. She'll do it slowly over time so she has plausible deniability. The guy's got other medical ailments. He'll die. She'll cry to the police, and then she inherits his account worth 4 or $5 million, the big house, the big cars, and then she'll invite her friends over and drink from his bar. If you're lucky, she may toast you while you're six feet under. How about those apples? Well, while you're out there, boys, and you're out there uh, on the dating scene, you're looking for chicks, and you're working the streets like a lion in the night, always wear your numero uno cologne. Oh.
0: Numero uno.
1: Four men on a search. Each man different,
2: living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno, the new thing in colognes for men. In all the world, there are only four basic masculine scents. Here's the best of each. Numero uno gold. Numero uno green. Numero uno red. Numero uno silver. Four Numero Uno colognes, all different, all wild. Find yours with the searcher kit, a jigger of each scent. Then get a full-size bottle of the one that makes it for you.
0: Numero Uno! Los Angeles weather. Low
1: no overcast tonight, low around 58, mostly sunny tomorrow with a high near 68. No smog. Beaches now 62, Valley 66, downtown
2: 65, O'Rings County 66. Don't dare stare at the Illustrated Man. Love that. We'll get to a few calls here in a second. But first, we'll play a little bit of, um, well, it sounds like this. That's right, we'll go to the woods, and we'll go to the surfboard with Brett the Surfer out there somewhere, and then the Gunslinger is up next. Brett the Surfer, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, sir? What's
6: going on, Vaughn? How you doing, brother? Oh, we're doing great. I love
2: that. Uh, It's a run. What's going on, Vaughn? Love it. Love it, man. Well, the Bachelor (laughs) Show is on. We're glad you're here. There's a lot to talk about, always with Chicks and, yeah, and yeah, of course. Now, I know you're a happily married man living in somewhere downtown Phoenix, but tell us about yeah. any experiences you may have had when you were a young, buff, mad about town, hitting on Chicks. What's, what, what was your best pickup line ever?
6: Well, yeah, I'd roll up in our, uh, my Mustang, a 65 Mustang, and I'd drive that as Pearl metallic yes. Blue, roll down head out to Scottsdale back in the day and go to a place called Sticks and, uh, you know, just roll up there, get a ballet part and roll in, you know. It was it was, it was pretty silly, but you know what? It worked. You, know? <laughs> you, know, you just, uh, Love it. you know, that's kind of a fun time, you know, and, and I don't know if there are any particular lines that you use, but I think it's just being uh, kind of Rico Suave, you know, just kind of, you know, confidence and uh, if you're confident in yourself and you're willing to you know, just uh you know, it's all about sales too, you know. You are selling them, you know, psychologically, you know, in a good way, not you're just trying to sell yourself. Sure. You you know, you gotta you you've gotta be confident and, and energetic and funny and, and you know, everything, you know. And I, I think, you know, I don't know. It's a period. Uh, I don't know. I just think that's. I think if if you just listen to listening is a big part of sales, as you know, you know. So, right. you know, listening is a big part too, which I think a lot of guys just want to talk too much, and, and it can also be a real major turn off. I think for women, if you know, you need to just kind of listen to what they have to say. It depends where where you want to be. You know, if you want to if you want to be, you know. For me, I wanted to have kids. You know, I've got, as you know, my my boys right. and um, yeah, you know, cool. everything everything's been good. But you know, you're always using sales tactics. You know, no matter what, in a good way, not not like you're trying to you're trying to right. sell yourself, which hopefully you believe in. You know, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've that's, it's always always worked for me. But but uh, you know, be careful though. You know, you got to be careful what's out there. You know, um. Nowadays, especially, I think I think it's just a different time, you know, where um, I think just people in general are more on edge now after the pandemic. So, you know, I'm not I'm not in a single scene. You know, I'm not out there, but I don't know. I, that's probably changed drastically as well as a lot of things after the right. pandemic, you know.
2: Well, you know what, Six, I remember going there back in the day, but I forgot where they were located. What were the crossers yeah. over in Scottsdale again? Scottsdale Road and it Camelback.
6: Was, uh, yeah, there was an old shopping center there. It was yeah, there, Four Scottsdale That's Road. That's right. right, right, right there. You know, it was it was about. Uh, was it Shea? Three blocks. Shay and Scottsdale so. Road. No, no, there was a club up there, but it wasn't there. Uh, Sticks was Camelback. That was Buckus. That's right.
2: That's right, Sticks. Yeah. I went there when I came to town here in '93. I moved here officially in 95, but I was out here, uh, out and about in the valley. This place was crawling with clubs, bars. Most uh, most yeah. all are gone now. But it was like a little sunset yeah. strip scene, and it was cool. And um, It was. has yeah. always had a lot going on. But a lot of those older bars, I really miss them, you know?
6: Yeah, yeah. They were fun. Uh, it was a place called Ten Downing Street. I don't know if you you remember that. But, uh, I remember that. That was. Do you? Yeah. That was that was a cool place. Uh, Madison's was out there. Uh, you know, Yo Eli's. <laughs> Eli's. Yo, Eli's. Eli's was awesome. Eli's was on Shea. That was on Shea. Well,
2: I admit I had a thing yeah. with the Rose Girls at all those bars. I don't know why, but. Me and the Rose Girls, those, those cute chicks that came in with the uh, leotards on, I got along with yeah. them great. And I dated a few in Texas yeah. and a few here. And I would meet up with them. I went, oh, great. I got me a new Rose Girl coming in. And they were fun. I wish I had a lot of good times. Um, but, um, you know, they were, I mean, it's just a, a different era. It was pre-COVID America. My God. People weren't as as uptight. See, now in post-COVID America, which you talked about, um, women can now say, oh, I don't want to go out. I don't want to catch COVID. I don't want to uh, catch something or the flu. So they have the perfect excuse to stay home. But pre-COVID, if you were a homebody and a single person on the weekends, you were a loser. Because everybody went out on Friday night happy yeah. hour. Saturday night, you better have yeah. a date, for three or four bars line, lined up. So Sunday you could recover and do a little house cleaning or a little shopping, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's how a lot of my yeah. weekends were. <laughs>
6: you know, yeah, there hot was date Saturday experience. night. Yeah, because Monday rolls you around fast idea. for work. You know. And then it used to be a, for a long time. I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's probably three years, two or three years. But, you know, I'd go out sometimes, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, yeah. Because you know, usually Thursday there'd be nights. There was a place called Zazu's back. <laughs> I, I remember Zazu's. Do you, you remember that?
2: I wow. was over the valley, man. I was always – I was always in my car, my convertible zipping around the valley, always at night. Yeah. One club to the other, meeting up with friends. Yeah. Meeting new friends along the way. It's great times.
6: Yeah. Yeah, those were those were crazy times, you know. Now I I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's, it's kind of like that, you know. It's a different scene now. Um, like I said, I've it been is. in it for a long time, but you know, um, you know very different kid, scene. It's not like you can go do that club hopping when you're when you're in your when you're in your mid fifties, you know. It's you can't. Sure you can. But, sure you, you can. can. You're as
2: old as you feel, man. You're as old as you feel. You're right. You're right. I know what you mean, and though. You know what doing? happens is when, when you get older, is you find more distractions. Well, your friends want to have coffees, right, at Starbucks. They want to meet up and tell you this or that. Or you might meet some women, but they're flighty and flaky, and they're all over the map. So I tell you guys, don't take these women so seriously. They're going to flake out on you most of the time anyway. You said that you've you, you got to have the concept of next, next girl, next, snap your fingers. Like a pharaoh. Next. Next. That's that's what they would do. The kings of medieval Europe. Next. Bring in the serving witch. Oh, she's gone. Bring in the next one. And then bring in the the one after after that. Because it's never it's always been that way. Women flake out, flighty. And men are too, don't get me wrong. Two way street. But women today are they have so many distractions. With social media, we, we did not have this social media in most of pre-COVID America. That's what I'm saying. Women did not have
0: yeah.
2: 20 chat rooms to go to or TikTok videos or OnlyFans pages where they want to stay in their little apartments, show off all their stuff, and uh, get paid, have guys pay them. Cash. They can make more money now staying home on a Saturday night than they can going out. That's the new reality. Yeah. You
0: know?
6: Yeah. It's it's, it's definitely a, a different with all the distractions, like you said, you know. Um, I haven't been on dating, I mean, dating apps, you know, uh, as you know, for years. But, man, I can imagine because back back in two thousand. Six when I was 2000 you know probably earlier than that but uh, actually 2005 2006 um, I did some dating things you know on the on the I don't even know if they had cell phones it was on the internet though you know I don't, I don't think we had computers on our cell phones back in 2005 no. 2006 it was, you know no
2: it wasn't even though We were still using the, uh, the flip phones man
6: no, yeah, we had a flip.
2: Phone or flip phone.
6: Yeah. 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 Smartphones gonna so, uh,
2: really come out to like two thousand eight, nine and ten.
6: Yeah, and I, I did think on the doing the dating online it was more a lot of the dates are just you just a number, you know, I got ten, five other guys, other dates lined up, you know, and so I don't know, but uh it it you know I, I didn't really do that that long, but uh, I must be, I mean, it must be hard if you're doing the Internet that way. You know, I think the best way is to go out. If you want to meet someone, go out and be yourself, be confident. And, and uh, you know, I think getting a dog actually is a good idea if you don't have a, a wife or a girlfriend, you know, get a dog. I if agree. You want it to. It depends, That's what I did. You know? I mean,
0: <laughs>
6: but what I also mean, like you use your dog to meet other women as well.
2: Exactly. Women love dogs. I bring my dog out. Oh, who's your dog? What's his name? Great icebreaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course.
6: Well, Brett, thanks for calling the show,
2: man. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you on Thursday
6: night about geopolitics,
2: (laughs) war and peace, all that good stuff.
6: (laughs) Right on, man. (laughs) man. Thanks, man. Look forward to it. All right. You bet. Breath the Surfer. All right,
2: man. Boys and girls. Great call. We'll get to gunslinger next, but guys, you're out there in these bars. Don't let these women call you a loser. Love that let's give you uh, a gunslinger out there in texas welcome to the show gunslinger first time you're on a tuesday night man welcome great comments by the way in the chat room love it
5: yeah that's uh, good stuff i could come up i could come up with some good ones there here and there between my sneeze you it's
2: can spring. well you missed like 22 <laughs> episodes of the bashers god of the galaxy I radio know. show and here we yeah, are. Well, we met on the 23rd, so that's good.
5: Well, two main points here. You know, the last caller said uh, if you get a, a dog, the dogs are chick magnets. Okay. They'll attract. They, they are. I don't care. They'll come, out, uh, they'll come out of the woodwork. Okay. I had a little miniature Dotson. Her name was Gigi. I had her for 12 and a half years before she passed away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, I'd take her to Home Depot, and within five minutes, I'd have about five hot blondes around me. She'd go an ape. Yeah. That little dog. I mean, a cute little dog, no doubt about it. Okay. Well, but I they're guess. they're magnets. They're absolutely magnets. Okay. Especially the, the little bitty ones or the baby ones. Because she didn't grown. she was only like nine pounds, eight and a half pounds. I mean, you could put her in a pocket right. in your pocket. She's small, you know. So, you know, the, the cuter ones, the, the better, I guess, if you want to call it like that. But um, mm-hmm. what you've been saying tonight about, you know, you know these attitudes, these women that have has this this attitude problem, that's where your problem is. That's where the problem for them is. For example, a couple of weeks ago, and you know probably where it is over in Grand Prairie, Hooters, over in Grand Prairie, uh, uh, Great yep. Southwest Parkway, and me over there. Okay? By
2: Arlington. Yep. Chip. yep. My old yep. stopping Holy grounds chip. back in the day. Yep.
5: The only chick, the uh, waitress that I ever had any problem with, and she was hot. I mean, she was drop dead gorgeous. Okay, but Ooh, came in love that. with a buddy of mine, and uh, I just ordered a sweet tea. We go sit there and watch the game for a little while, right? And sure, she came back. Are you ready to order? Are you ready to order? Are you ready to order? And the last time she said that, well, she she went off on the deep end. She said, "God damn it, uh, this is these are my tables here, and I'm here to make money," and blah blah blah. And I'm going. Go get your manager now. She That's goes right. to get your manager. Another young little bitch. Okay. And I said, look, I got a disability. I said, she told me that I have to move over here in these, I call them high chairs. You know the big high chairs. I said, right. if I step and fall off this, I'm going to own Hooters with a multi-million dollar lawsuit. I said, this was Friday. I said, Monday, you will be on the conference call when I call the corporate? I'm going to sit here, I'm going to drink my sweet tea, I'm going to watch the fucking game. Now, do we have a lawsuit or not? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You tell her that. That's the attitude. If that, That's if she right. Would have, if, if she would have had honey coming off her tongue, like most of them do, okay, I would have been nice. I would have gave her, I always give tips, I always give good tips, the whole nine yards. But with that fucking attitude, excuse my French, bombed it. Bombed it, let me
2: tell
0: you. You're right.
2: I don't blame you, man. Yeah. I don't
5: blame yeah. you a bit.
2: I would do the you know, same thing, gun, gunslinger. It's like there's an old phrase: you get a lot more honey and ice in, in, a, in. Well, people are a lot nicer to you if you talk with honey and not vinegar. She had I'm vinegar sure. I, coming out of her mouth. Pure putrid, yeah, I, I, nasty, yeah. smelly vinegar. And yeah, said, well, yeah. she's not gonna get dumpin' hooters. I don't care how big her tits yeah. are.
5: No, I said, you know, you get you know, you 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 can get more honey coming off your tongue than bullshit or dog shit. Okay?
2: That's right.
5: I, I I tell it like it is. I don't hold back. I, I tell it like it is. I'm 59 right. fucking years old. I ain't, I'm not going to fucking give you no you know, bullshit I'm going to tell you like it is. And if people don't like it, they go I'll get say we're my,
2: my my damn table here at Hooters is not your retirement package, honey. I don't care yeah. how many wings <laughs> I got to order to fund you and your overpriced apartment, your overpriced car, and your outrageous entitlement complexes. So screw you. You don't like to work here? Find something else. Get the F out of my face. I mean, I'll go harsh on them in a a New York minute. Enough of that crap. Look, Uh, you are a gentleman. We love women. And we love them when they're cool. They don't want to be cool? No problem. I love war, I love war, no problem,
5: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely, you know, like I said, uh, hey, the best of us are, are hotter than a fucking firecracker, and lots of times I said, hey, I got a pair of handcuffs, you want to try them out? You know, uh, you know, so you know they're all common. Right. they're all you know
2: even you know, but man, this one <laughs> uh, you yeah, got yeah, a yeah, bad one you got one that had no, she felt entitled. You must come to my first. table, my section, and spend a hundred bucks right. so I yep. can make a tip. So how hard honey. Right. I right. mean, that's I was told use your feminine wiles. You know, sashay around, gunslinger. Bat your eyelashes at him, kid him. Don't be a pest, but be visible in case he wants something. Yeah, that's the way to train people in the hotels. I tell them, do not be a pest at anyone's table. If you are, you're out of here. Be visible and pour beverages. Be nice. If you don't like the table, grin and bear it. You're not going to be here forever. You know? Grin and bear it. You know, that's that's
5: the way I've always done it because I've been my own boss. Very seldom, even when I was growing up, that I ever worked for somebody else. I think two times in my entire life, I worked for somebody else. Mainly, I was my own boss, an electrical, electrical contractor, okay? And I was mm-hmm. my own boss, you know? I, I fired people. You don't like my attitude? Fuck you. There's a door, okay? Get the <laughs> hell out of here, you know?
6: And Love right it. Before, and real quick, <laughs> I'll <in a
5: real, laughs> tell you, no saying that we got, when I was doing electrical work and everything, since I was the boss, on the job, okay, there was lots of times that I would get pissed off at the boss, which would be me. I'd fire myself. Mm-hmm. I'd, we'd have a knockdown, down drag-out fight, me and the boss, me and myself, and go and spend the rest of the day. <laughs> <at> the <dinner>. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: There you go. Whism- there you go. Makes Whism you feel from- better, doesn't it?
5: Wisdom from the gunslinger. America Whism- was
2: built on titty bars, gunslinger.
0: Taverns.
2: Oh, our founding followers de- were very dangerous men who met at those big taverns and the columns with mm-hmm. wenches, beer flowing from stem to stern, plotting a new country. Yes. How many times rich. have men done business deals in titty bars? I've been there a million times. And Texas oh, that- is notorious oh. for that. Guys do business ink deals. At those strip clubs, damn right, Absolutely. and the golf course,
5: and go have the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. But I did find one place that there was a little bit. They show more tits and ass than Hooters does, and that's Twin Peaks. You Ever heard of Twin Peaks?
2: Oh yeah, we yeah. had them here. I liked them. Yeah, we loved we them a long time.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely, definitely shows more tits and ass than Hooter does. And I, I was, sure, I was shocked. I didn't, I didn't really pay any attention to Twin Peaks until you know twenty fifteen. That big shootout they had down here in Waco, remember that? That was outside oh, yeah. of Twin Peaks, on the parking lot of a Twin Peaks restaurant. Was it in the restaurant? Well, right the,
2: side? So, the know, Waco disaster <laughs> with the branch of Indians. Oh yeah, man, that's heavy stuff. No, this was this, yes, this
5: was uh, with uh, this was with uh, bikers. This was two different Oh, that's uh, right.
2: I remember that one too. Uh,
5: That twenty fifteen was when that when that uh
2: Yeah. The the biker
5: tank and all that stuff was you know, they was shooting up and hundred and seventy. War, war.
2: yeah. War. Crazy. Wow. I call it war. (laughs) It is well man um what are your final thoughts today about the family pressuring the man to get married? or uh, anything about my monologue or anything about the family connections to The Bachelor tonight. It's kind of our general overarching theme.
5: Again, the problem is that the the men today have become pussies, is what they have. Okay? They... they, They're just just there. Uh, Women want security. They want somebody to take care of them. Okay, I, I can see that. Okay. But you don't want to be married to a wimp. Okay. You don't want to have a boyfriend that has, that's that's a wimp. Okay. I mean, whatever happened to the right. days of, Hey babe, I'm going to open the door for you. Just wait a minute. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, you see these idiots out there that and I'm i going, you got to be kidding me. You're a fat fucking slob. You're a dumb as a damn box of rocks. And you got that hot fucking blonde.
2: I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I see it every you- now and then.
5: Yeah, makes you wonder, yeah, doesn't I'm, it? Makes you wonder, like here I am, a respectable guy, clean cut, the whole nine yards, and but you're coming you're going out with this fucking comeback. What the fuck? Okay.
2: Right. I've always yeah, said women are blind. But there's something yeah, yeah, that a no, man I, has that she needs. Now, it could be yeah. he he resembles her father. Maybe she has daddy issues. Maybe she likes yeah. um what he can do for her. Um, women will date guys for the most oddball reasons. There's something about him that makes her go. And you can't always put your finger on it. You know, you look at couples like like that, you scratch your head. He's like three or four steps below you in looks. But again, I tell guys, it's more common for an average-looking guy in America to have a really good-looking girlfriend the other way around. I see a lot of average-looking guys, chumps, if you will, barely, barely an alpha male, maybe a B-plus in that category, with a really good-looking woman who's well-kept and clean and sexy. Got a pretty good package there. I'm going, why'd you pick this schmuck? You know, but I look at the parking lot. He's not driving a Ferrari or a Mercedes or anything exotic. But it could be sometimes these, these these girls too like the simple guys, the dumb guys. He's in a Chevy truck. They like the cowboy. They like the rogue yep. guy. They like um, the simpleton, if you will, because then the woman thinks. I'll be, I'll always be smarter than him. So I'll, I'll rock his world, but, but I'll have ultimate control over it, too. If I was a yep. smarter guy, a richer guy, I will see that control. That's a little secret yep. that women, a lot of women like control in a relationship. And the oh, best yeah, way absolutely. to do that, they find an average looking guy who's not a beast mm-hmm. to look at you know, average, but they'll screw him to Sunday and they'll parade him around and they'll lead him around by the nose, if you notice too. He has no say, honey, we're going here for dinner. Honey, we're going there. We're going here for Women like that dictatorial control. And the man will go, oh, sounds good to me. Whatever you want to do, honey, sounds wonderful. He's the yes man in the relationship too, never forget. Never yep. now, right. I will listen to them and listen to their conversation. The man will listen. I agree with everything she says. She can say, "I want to go to San Diego next next weekend, and you're going to take me there. I got to get out of town." Yes, honey. Yes, honey. Yes, dear. Yep. He's yep. a well-trained yep. husband. Well-trained. Yep, yep. He never talks back, does he? But yep. he's got a good-looking girl. And he's getting more ass than a New York toilet seat, to be blunt. Yeah. But as but as that long guy. as
5: he as, long, as as long as he doesn't nice. talk back as long as he doesn't talk back. He talks back to her or he'll be sleeping. Have, on the an, couch. Opinion
1: yeah,
2: have an opinion. About anything.
5: He'll be sleeping on don't the
2: couch. Don't have an opinion. And in America a lot of women like that. You'll get the girl. <laughs>
0: Crazy. It's pretty up up right. isn't it?
2: It's true. Yep. i see seen that a lot, a lot yep. lately. The guy will walk yep. behind the woman. She'll look all feminine, but she's really wearing the pants. Dictating, oh, we'll check in here. We'll eat here. We'll go here. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> look at Comrade Clinton. So true.
5: Who are you saying? Who are you saying? Oh, in yeah. pants in that family. <laughs> oh, no court. doubt about it. I never
2: blamed Bill for getting some action on the side of Monica Lewinsky. When no, my party really. was going They went nuts. I went no, 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 no. I have a whole different take on Bill Clinton. Look who he's married to the, Hill of the beast yeah. Hillary. I don't blame she's a lesbian. That? Allegedly. Yeah. I don't blame the guy for getting some nookie on on, on the side. I don't blame him. They never had a real marriage anyway. Everyone knows it. It's a business, Can you political relationship.
5: Yeah. Can you imagine waking up next to that every morning?
2: The hill of the beast? Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. I wasn't oh even
5: just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> God.
5: I wouldn't Ooh. trust
2: her.
0: No. No, she would sleep
2: in a separate room. I'd have five locks on my door.
5: Damn right. And, uh, and no, I'm serious. I would
2: not trust her at all. She's just the type. Yep. You know? But Gunslinger, thanks for calling the show, man. We'll talk on Thursday. You know it. All right. Later. Thanks, buddy. Fun call there from Gunslinger. Well, you reached the Von Wien show. We're in official overtime. We'll have a few more things to say, of course. You reached the infamous Bachelor's Den. The show's pretty brash, rogue, infamous, legendary, and maybe harsh to some delicate ears out there in the radio land. Well, we understand your dilemma completely. We understand the pain that we have caused. But it's all part of the price of enlightening millions of minds of the American mail, the Western mail. It's all worth it in my book. Because if you don't like this show, that's okay. You can turn the dial. But rest assured, this show will keep marching forward and onwards to our bachelor kingdom and empire. And along the way, if you're the kind of a guy that you meet the apple of your eye, the sexy peach, the girl next door, go for it, boys. Have some fun with her. You might even make her a wife. She might even make you happy for 40 years or 50 or 60. I hope she does. But here's the thing to sum up the show tonight. You ask yourself this simple question. I love to condense things into their pure essence. What does she bring to the relationship? If you're bringing all the assets and you're bringing all the money and you're bringing the the wherewithal, Economic Survival 101, 102, 103. What is she bringing other than her sexy body and literally her ass to their relationship? Is she bringing you any, anything else tangible or just a booty? Nothing wrong with just the booty, but you have to know what you're getting yourself into. We think on this show, And that's a good thing. I don't care what society says. To hell with society. Society doesn't even know if they're a boy or a girl, for God's sakes. People quote me society. I go, society? Are you kidding me? They don't even know what sex they are. They don't even know if they're real. Generation YZ and XYZ, not X because I'm X. Generation X knows reality. But the young millennials, the younger ones below that, they think that reality is on their computer screen or phone screen, and the real world is virtual reality. That's what they think. you got to uh, look at your woman and go, unless she is truly special or your cosmic soulmate, I never say never, but I don't recommend it, getting married to her. You've got to um, remember what Scarface did in the movie as we talked about him in the monologue. Scarface looked up at the sky and he sees that Goodyear blimp broadcasting the slogan, the world is yours and it is, my friends. And never forget with the wise man in Mexico said, Hello, senor. Como estas? No money, no honey, senor. No money, no honey. Well, folks, have a great night. We're glad you came to the show. We're glad you listened in on our 23rd epic episode of The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. Don't forget, the first Tuesday of April will be episode 24. We'll see you then. Good night.